0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Value Line Observer with the Value Guys. I'm Val
1: Hughes. And I'm Vern Value. And we
0: are 25-year Wall Street veterans who have had to take on secret identities and go underground in order to provide our candid views on a handful of stocks out of each week's Value Line Investment Survey. You've seen our faces on TV. You've seen us quoted in the news. But our bosses would never allow these unvarnished thoughts on the air. Candid Disguise our voices candid. so
1: they'll never know. That's true. They're canning.
0: Uh, before we get to this week's exciting array of stock picks, I just I've got a want few to point caveats. something out real quick. Yeah,
1: sure. it's less than or equal to 25 intro, years. Though. This is not oh, a good sorry, time go for that.
0: A uh, couple of caveats. This show is for entertainment purposes only. And as we like to say, that's not a guarantee of actually being entertaining. Also, many conflicts of interest. We may own these stocks. We may not own these stocks. We may try to confuse you as to whether we do or not. And finally, we may have a complete lack of any actual knowledge with regard to these stocks, although that's not really true. But I want to tell you that in case. Just you operate it on was true. that basis. Okay. Uh, I'm going to be back a little bit later. It's a sort of a health care issue. And, you know, needs not once has been my theme lately. And healthcare, kind of a need, uh, and so I like that. And well, then I did come up with one interesting, uh, well, one of their precision instruments stocks, which yeah, I always like to pick one. Oh, on I have there. one of those. Because I like precision, and I like instruments, and so I try to find something cheap in there every week. But before we get to that, oh, let me tell you what they are. Uh, MTS Systems. Cardinal Health, which I've covered for years, and I like that. And then I'm going to do uh, one other one. I think maybe uh, Patterson Company. Great news.
1: We're going to lead off with some interesting stocks.
0: Uh, yes, but I'm going to introduce oh, you. Oh, I'm first, sorry. Go ahead. You're really jumping ahead this mm-hmm. week. I'm very excited about uh, week. With a great deal of this ado week. this week, the infamous Vern no- Value. Notorious,
1: even? Well, I don't want to
0: get into <laughs> why that's so. Okay. But if people Google infamous. Your name is apt to come up. Uh Uh-oh.
1: Okay, go ahead. I want to go Google myself now. Great deal of do. All right. In a week when uh, our uh, new president so eloquently spoke to the American people uh, before a joint session of Congress and pledged support for a U.S. automotive industry, although I guess he's confused about who, who owns, I'm not sure why it makes a difference, where the headquarters of the public company that owns the manufacturing capacity is located because you can buy stock in Honda just like you can buy stock I in I think Ford we all motor. know that he means that Honda is not an American company, and I, I don't know why. I mean, Honda is because
0: a, it's a Japanese company. It's been I think an, that's pretty clear. It's to been most an American
1: people. employer. and I think they opened their first plant course, in Ohio, like twenty five years ago. If you want to just be argumentative
0: and try to argue that Honda is an American company, why don't we just say well, okay? Why Ron. should
1: we only favor yeah. Anglo-Saxon Listen, oriented so or originated? Right. Honda's company.
0: American. <laughs> yeah, it is. Well, I it believe is American. I, I
1: think last time the automotive industry came up in uh, uh, in the rotation and Value Line. I recommended Honda, based on the idea of market share shift f- away from the North American brands to the Are Japanese. Are they not a North American brand? No, not the brand they, isn't. Uh, the brand. Perhaps brand you're confused skewered. by the brand.
0: I've seen the brand. you been to Marysville, America. Ohio. I think you're just argumentative.
1: <laughs> but um, you know, there is one of the North American brands, car companies, motor car companies. Please. Namely, what? Is the idea. Do you remember when we used to say that Ford stood for uh, fixer repair daily? No, I don't. Anyway, I don't. I if you're going to take a flyer on a that. stock, I, look, this is very, very risky, um, but it's a very, I think it's a very intriguing idea because I'm going to assume that Value Line's financial forecast for Ford Motor are generally in line with the consensus view. And at least right now, even though their sales are running down 40%, there's no talk of Ford Motor needing to go through bankruptcy. And while they had asked for the possibility of a loan guarantee backed by the U.S. government, they haven't actually asked to borrow any money now yet, I'd have to say. Well, but that shoe will drop. Perhaps. The, uh, the capital structure here is uh, to, get an ex- uh, to understand just how serious the, the, the problem is at Ford Motor. They have a roughly $4 billion equity market cap with a stock price at a dollar seventy, I'm not sure where the stock was, where uh, it, it were closed today. But uh, that's uh, the value line. Probably. That gives me four billion of equity market cap. I have 36 billion of cash. Clearly, there must be some debt. Yes, there is 157 billion dollars mm. of it, okay? So the equity is this tiny little stub Call when you look at the entire the value of the entire enterprise. you're not enterprise. seeing
0: the promises for health care and pensions, the off-balance sheet uh, liabilities Th- thank you. that are probably also 100 billion.
1: Well, there's or actually more. it says here obligations 71 billion of pension okay. obligations, but what typically typically there are the uh, actual capitalized Portions understate what a true running value would be, you know, because there's it's seven times instead of it's, what's the value well, yeah, it's ten big, or something. Yeah, exactly. There you go. So um, uh, it, it it just helps make my, my point even more. But the math I think is compelling. If I have a hundred twenty five billion dollar enterprise value, in other words, if if we just split up the company, you know, this says that the debt holders would get one fifty seven. Um, and, and equity holders would have something worth four, I guess. Um, and uh, if the enterprise value of this thing who is, you know, the, the stock's bombed out, the concern is they're not going to make it, um, although they are so far anyway, uh, if the total value of the company went up only 5%, the the value of this stub and ignoring the pension, the leverage created by the pension assets, would go up by 150%. There is huge leverage in this model now. And the model is a wildly over-leveraged uh, consumer durables manufacturer that may or may not make it. They're going to make half it. it here, half of it's sales here and half of it's sales abroad. They well, and the that. thing is they've been gaining share, not just uh, in the last few months when you know there's been a lot more concern at the consumer level about General Motors and especially Chrysler making it or not, but they've been gaining share. Their their new product generation has been better received by the market, their numbers have been better.
0: You know, they don't make bad cars or they don't have low, bad cost structures. It's just these off-balance sheet off balance, pension and healthcare and, that the and, other and, companies don't have. And now in an Honda era, in have.
1: an era where Americans are apt to be a bit more patriotic as they spend their hard-earned dollars, uh, can't you imagine that Ford would benefit uh, significantly at the expense of GM and Chrysler, but also of the the foreign brands, there's, I think, there's a real opportunity know. here for them. They've uh, they've been uh, a bit advanced relative to the rest of the North American industry in terms of hybrid brands. What in terms they of hybrid right development, what are they selling right now? Well, they have a, the focus has been a huge platform focus. for them. I mean, they sell a product in Europe called the Ka. They uh, they They're have this probably new, bigger in Europe. They than have here, the, right? well, they do about half their business yeah. abroad. They have this new uh, uh, crossover vehicle that's very square. It looks like the Scion product or the Element only significantly larger. I can't remember what it's called. I don't know. They have either. something called The Edge, which has actually sold well, even though it had very dopey commercials. Uh, in any event... Um, the, Ultimately, the, they the got to
0: get their cost value down. Value line okay?
1: says that their cash flow um, this year will be about two hundred and fifty a share, so the stock's under one times cash flow. Net of about $2 of CapEx, it's maybe four times free. It shows you a you know, huge discount because of the concern that the equity might be worth nothing. You pointed out appropriately that something has to give... On uh, in, you know, on retiree compensation, not current workers aren't being overpaid. It's the need to pay for uh, m- multiples of the current workforce that are retired. Some of them at uh, very young ages, ages I wish I could retire at. Um, and they actually struck a deal with the UAW this week, ahead of everybody else. It'll end up being a pattern, most likely. But uh, I'm looking at valuation that's about eight times a wildly depressed. Uh, operating income number, assuming this estimate is somewhat reliable, uh, an awful lot of leverage to improved uh, overall enterprise value. I mean, if 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 I get ten, if I get five percent, if a five percent change in the value of the company gives me 150 percent return on the equity, then ten percent gives me 300, etc. So I, you know, I do your know. homework. Don't don't spend you know needed money. Spend money that you would use for wants, not You do have knees. four quarters of down. That doesn't always help a stock. No, you got to take a look at, at Ford. Symbol is F. And uh, my next uh, idea, total, I believe anyway, other end of the spectrum in terms of risk profile, and that would be Zimmer Holdings. What are you doing? I'm just looking for the page uh, numbers. The, oh, I see, page numbers. The holy page numbers. Yes, sir. Zimmer Holdings, symbol is ZMH. Um Stock recently around $40, uh, slight discount to the market. Value line's looking for, um, what, three to five-year capital appreciation of 30 to 40%. They don't pay a dividend. Uh, For those of you who don't know Zimmer, but I bet a lot of you do, uh, they design and market orthopedic products, principally reconstructive implants. This is the hips and knees company. That's about 80 plus percent of the business. They also make uh, what they call fracture management devices. These are basically uh, braces and other related products but typically embedded in the body that uh, support uh, bones that are no longer capable of supporting themselves. You know, maybe you have a, a terrible you know, fracture of your leg into many, many pieces or something like that. And um, they generate, only- um, they generate mid-30s operating margins on over four billion of revenue. Uh, in 2003, uh, revenue was half as much, and they were still generating those kinds of margins. In, uh, in years prior to that, they were actually more like a 30% margin company. Uh, the capital base has grown, so return on capital has shrunk from exotic numbers like 75% to 13, 14 but well, still they were very setta, solid.
0: So it took them a while to get enough equity to Yeah, they piece. came out of Bristol
1: myers Squibb. Um, you're right, and it, it did. And uh, today they have very little leverage. They have uh, $300 million of debt. Uh, they have over $500 million of cash, so they're actually net debt-free. Uh, value line expects them to grow 10%, basically top and bottom line. In other words, hold your margins and continue to grow faster than the rest of um, the economy uh, because of demographics, right? More old people means more yeah. replacement yeah. hips and knees. The big
0: fear there has always been that Medicare would squeeze oh, these guys. They're There's probably going to get squeezed. But they, you but know, the volume they growth just cut the price a little bit. They and I, and I
1: would tell you that the volume growth opportunity here uh, has a long runway. And in in unit terms, it is significantly higher than GDP because it 's not just a, a talking about how many people turn fifty five every year but it 's also talking about getting to the first, second, and third generation replacement market for people who have i mean if there you 're seventy you had look it, at uh, all of the people years, young people ago. who are doing you know very advanced athletics these days, uh, many of them end up injured in some for, form uh, you know a new knee at the time that you 're twenty one years old. Might need to be replaced as many as three times during the course of the rest of your life, not because there's anything wrong with the implant, but because your bone and associated structures around it change over time, and you need a different product.
0: Yeah, to growing, growing part of the business.
1: so um, there's a lot of room here for price compression. I think they have a huge share of the market and a huge um, margin that
0: congressional oversight committees can well look eventually at.
1: try to get at. Yeah. But I, I have an enterprise that's valued at only six times EBITDA, eight times. Cash flow twelve times free because the stock's down fifty percent last year. That's why we recommended it last time it came up in rotation. I, I, I'm pretty sure I had Honda and Zimmer at the same time. Yeah. This stock is still very attractive, especially given you know that we know even more about the danger that the industrial and consumer economies are in. I recognize your concern about pricing, but uh, you got In terms of performance against the rest of the market, well, no, I, I don't think, think it M- can makes happen makes because sense.
0: the doctors are too involved, and you'd have to start. Going after
1: them, and I don't yeah, think that's happening. An, yeah, yeah, so I, I' running out of time here. I want to get my last idea. Don't know this uh, company as well. This is Thermo Fisher Scientific, which was Thermo Electron before Thermo Electron broke itself into the three, four, five pieces, whatever it was, and then what was left and called Thermo Electron acquired Fisher Scientific International in late two thousand six. So today, it's about forty percent analytical products. And about sixty percent laboratory products and services. This is basically an analytical instruments company, and um, they. The, one of the things I like here is that although they make something that uh, you need capital to purchase, the stock, of course, is down with everything else. Recently, around forty dollars, around a market multiple, seven times gross cash flow, eight times free cash flow. In other words, gross cash flow or operating cash flow less capital spending. They generate mid 20s operating margins. Okay, so they're doing something that people value highly. Their return on capital is high single digit, but frankly, folks, they're overcapitalized here. There is some debt, but it's only 12% of book value. Uh, you know, there's this is a company crying for a special dividend. I think there's no there's nothing exotic about the capital structure. They're a big pension obligation, so I guess you have to manage capital fairly carefully. But two billion of debt, one billion of cash. Um, and what I like about them, I kind of got lost in the numbers. There is, uh, they serve some markets that, you know, I think you want to be involved with, like pharmaceutical, biotech, and food and beverage. I mean, steady to growing. Um, value Line's talking about them buying stock back. They're in such great shape because out of 2.2 billion in debt, according to Value Line, only 150 million of it matures in the next five years. So it's about seven times enterprise uh, EBITDA. The enterprise value is, and uh, looks like a very high quality name that's. Uh, on sale because of uh, uncertain general economic prospects. And with that, uh, I'd well. like to turn it over to the host with the most, Val Hughes.
0: Thank you, Vern. Thank you for that very creative uh, introduction. Well, ladies and gentlemen. It wasn't really that creative. No, I'm kind of tired. I, started, as I understand. Uh, it's getting toward the end of earnings season, but, you know, it's still bad. Uh, out there, and companies are continuing to miss numbers guide down you know someone 's crying in my office almost every day about something or other so it 's you know it 's a difficult time on wall street where we 're evil people now, evidently uh, overpaid bad people so As a profession, there's a lot more... I'm not. Well, no, you are. You just don't see it. That's your problem, my friend. That's your problem. We're all bad. I'm not evil. You are. You're evil. It's your fault that this whole economy is in such difficult shape. I mean, I look... You don't look... I mean, if I just met you on the street, I'd think you're a nice guy. But you're the problem. I'll admit, I have
1: been on a private plane a few times.
0: You have, and you're the problem. So have you. You're the problem. I don't want to speak about that. Um, but uh, you know we 're having we 're having more
1: uh, i 'm I'm sorry group. america
0: we 're having more group therapy around the office uh, we 're singing some songs like kumbaya we 're just trying to huddle together you know and get through because uh, America may not like Wall Street ladies and gentlemen, but Wall Street still likes America, and the value guys are here, and we 're giving you ideas, and they mostly go down, so we, maybe we are evil. But I just say from here, They'll that go these up valuations. Well, a market now is, uh, you know, is at the level it was 12 years ago, and I'm a student of some of these numbers. That, you know, you talk about comparisons to the 30s, and our economy, frankly, in my opinion, and I've studied the numbers, and you can go look at them at the St. Louis Federal Reserve. They have a wonderful site. Just type in St. Louis Federal Reserve data. And uh, you, you know they have publications, and they have, they have something everything. called Fred that's really downloadable great. Excel. File. Uh, yeah, and so when you go in there, uh, you'll find that things like unemployment, you know, are not anywhere near as bad. The government's making you know wiser decisions right now. They're spending money instead of you know uh, removing money, things like that. But one of the things that is similar is the market being back to. Levels from 12 years ago, uh, that's similar. And so the pain many people are feeling is similar. And so we understand that. But it's giving you a chance to buy stocks at uh, levels that are unprecedented. And I've got three, I think, great ideas today, in part because it's a healthcare issue, needs not wants. First up, Cardinal Health, ticker CAH, page 184. Cardinal Health uh, is one of the uh, great... Um, Doesn't have anything to do with birds. Pharmaceutical does it? distributors. What?
1: Doesn't have anything to do with birds, does it?
0: Yes, it does. It yes, does. it does. They're uh, they're run by. Are birds. they from St. Louis? Um, anyway, for those that want to continue a serious dialogue, Cardinal Health um, is one of the great distributors in pharmaceuticals. Over the years, they expanded into medical. They did some testing, packaging. They had a lot of segments, you know, but they were touching hospitals about five different ways, and that was their great source of strength. About six years ago, the industry changed its pricing model from one of basically holding inventory through price increases and benefiting from that by selling at new prices to one where you had to go to a fee for service. And when that happened, the premium multiples, this thing used to trade at one and a half times the market multiple. Right now it's 10 times earnings, a 15% discount to the multiple. And that period shook up the market a little bit. But when you look at where these guys are trading right now, the theme is stable growth. America, as it ages, uses more health care. They sell bottles of things, and they basically get paid per bottle. So um, more people, more bottles. And uh, generics, the trend toward generics helps them because they private label generics when patents are off on the major pharmaceutical guys. So their margins, you'll look, are coming down, but that's because they've spun out higher margin businesses, focusing back on their core and historic business of distribution. And the stock has just gotten completely beat up. I'm attracted primarily because I understand the quality of the annuity here. And also the valuation is now. Five or six times enterprise value to EBITDA. So enterprise value is the market value of the equity plus the debt less the cash. And EBITDA on value line, we think, is the operating margin times sales. If you're looking at a normal income statement, it would be operating margin times sales plus adding depreciation back, which is typically expensed oftentimes in the cost of goods sold or above the line of operating income. And but this is the, the way value guys like us look at valuation, right? Yeah, it is. Because the reason it is is that it allows you to compare across asset classes. Enterprise value represents the amount you'd have to pay to own the whole company. You buy all the stock, you buy all the debt, and then you net out the cash, and now you own the entire cash flow. You don't have any debt holders that need to be paid. You are the equity holder. And the EBITDA represents, and it's very close to, the cash that you'd get. Now, you might want to subtract... Capex out of that, but you know uh, it depends on how much of that is for growth. You really want to just look at what part of the business is the annuity, and Capex is thought about as an investment for the future, and it's probably a positive present value event. If you spend money on cash flow, I mean on capital spending, you expect to realize a gain from that, so it's almost not good counting to subtract no, it out. Like no, not having
1: rain on your head.
0: Exactly. What yeah. have you. I don't know what you're talking about. In any case, this thing uh, is trading at six times uh, this enterprise value to EBITDA. I look at it as a yield, so that's going to be 1 over 6 or 16%. And then ValueLine says they're going to grow earnings at 8.5%. So I'm looking at a 25% return if we bought the whole company. Now, this is what gives me confidence about the near-term future because – who's going to sit around and take a three or four percent return on a government bond when you can go buy a company that delivers this type of cash flow they're not in danger of having this go away if anything there's going to be increased spending on health care and Cardinal health is uh, do they have a lot of debt cheapest it's been in years and years they have three billion in debt but uh, it's covered sixteen times mm-hmm. so their earnings would have to uh, go down, you know, 98% or what have you to have that be <laughs> violated. And they're having a difficult time right now. They are going to spin out a business, so, you know, people are a little worried about that. Some of their equipment-related businesses aren't selling that well right now. Inventories are being depleted and all that. But this is a great bargain, and it's a put away, and uh, Cardinal Health, CAH. Next up, and by the way, I think for the first time – I'm not going in page number order. I just want to oh, apologize. Are you? No. I don't know what's happened. I got mixed up. Wow. Anyway, next up, and it's out of order, MTS Systems, page 132, ticker MTSC. This company is a provider of testing and simulation systems. Now, you might say, Val, isn't that postponable? What's up? No one's going to buy those. Well, the fact is, when you get into difficult economies, you. Try more models when you're building cars or other various things that have different models, computers, whatever it may be, because you need to get some hits. And in order to increase your chances of having something take off and be a hit, you make more of them. And in order to make sure it's good, you need testing. These guys sell testing equipment into, uh, let's see, what industries? Well, automotive I know that. <laughs> Spoken like a true Well, I own, I own it. I think they largely do automotive. Um, but they test materials, products, and structures is what it says. But I'll tell you that about 60% of their business is automotive, including all the racing teams that race all their fancy Formula One cars around the world. Um, and, uh, and they've had a, a, very, a very good success doing that. Their returns on capital are in the upper teens, 20% level. They have zero debt, which I like. And the valuation, this thing's been beat up here. It's, it's at a discount to the market P.E., and I'm going to suggest to you that it's going to grow faster than the market because of this increase in models, and they're selling at a 6.5 times enterprise value to EBITDA, and 1 over 6.5 is about, what, 18% or something like that? And then I'm going to get 7% growth. So, again, a 25% cash-on-cash cash return, and what I mean by that is, 25% yield on the cash I get divided by the cash I oh, have to yeah, put we got, out we got that. to get that. Well, people write in, Vern. People write in. Okay, you no, don't uh, get you the You emails. already explained it one time. Well, maybe someone's just tuning in. Okay. You know, I don't Good know. Idea. Maybe someone left the room. Vern.
1: We're the value guys, by the way. Uh,
0: what are you talking? People know that. People know that. Just making sure. Okay, finally, uh, this week. And did I give the valuation and everything? Yes. I mean, I, oh, yes, I've done a little less work than I was hoping to. They're being affected by the downturn. They could have some a couple difficult quarters ahead, but it's on sale. And uh, good returns, good margins, 15%, good growth. They may have a down quarter or two, but again, this one should be selling at twice this multiple. So it's a $40 stock over time MTS system. Finally, mm. um, let's I'll see. Say. Patterson Companies, ticker PVCO, page two twenty-two. Um, I've known this company for nearly twenty years. They are isn't
1: that medical products distribution too? No. Oh. Why don't you wait and hear
0: my story? I can't and then you'll wait. know I can't what wait. it's about. I'm too okay. eager. Uh, here, I'll put it where you can read along with me. Patterson is a dental distributor. They do about 74% of their business in dental. They do uh, 14% in veterinarian, and they do about 12% in rehabilitation supplies, so rehab centers. They like to supply uh, these medical offices with salespeople that go around and, you know, visit them once a week and bring equipment and materials and ongoing, you know, uh, uh, what do you call it, Um, consumables. Thank you. So a dentist office, they go through a lot of stuff and that's about 80% of the business. But then they buy chairs and x-ray equipment and stuff like that. That's about 20% of the business. The stock's been hit because all these dental offices and rehab offices and all that are putting off buying the expensive equipment, and those things have pretty high margins. So the stock's been beat up because earnings comparisons are bad. I'll tell you, the way to look at this is two businesses. One is a steady annuity that grows like clockwork at 4% a year and should be 20 times earnings and you know has low margins but it's stable And the other one is this equipment business where they sell big ticket items and it's lumpy and that should be worth about four times earnings and if you go through and do the math on this thing uh... this thing should be a you know a thirty dollar stock right now it's trading at uh, just like these other two i've talked about six times ebitda That's sixteen percent cash on cash plus ten percent growth that's a twenty six percent returner it's dental Healthcare is in the ascension. Who knows? Maybe we're all going to get it's free a medical healthcare. Products distributor. Um, and the demographics work very well with this one as well. Um, kind of, you know, a couple bad quarters in here. They made an acquisition that was mistimed right before this recession. Dental is a little bit discretionary, but I think that uh, as you move forward, you do have an annuity here. This is cheap as I'll get out. So I'm a fan. <laughs> Patterson Companies. Uh-huh. Page So your favorite
1: idea of the group is? Uh, I think it's got to be Patterson this week, Bert. Patterson? Yeah. You saved the best for last is what you would tell us. That, well, right? it's
0: page number order, my friend.
1: Okay. Well, I'm, gonna, I, I'm going to vote for uh, Zimmer Holdings, where I, I have actually have unit volume prospects that are higher than the uh, EBITDA multiple, okay? In other words, uh, six times EBITDA, Zimmer. But take a look at Ford, symbol F. Looks really Actually, cheap. by cargo, Very that's the one you need to buy. Cargo we'll see you Health, next week, everybody. Folks. Bye.